0: The host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to fearless happiness 19.7 million american adults have battled a substance use disorder 38 percent of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder but no matter what the struggle no matter the challenge you can overcome anything and become successful max and his guests share experience strength hope and faith if it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness. And this is Max Naist.
1: All right, good morning, everybody. Good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are in this world. This is Max from the Fearless Happiness happiness podcast excuse me been a long day today but a great day at that and um i have an amazing guest joining me tonight so what i like to do cat is have you introduce yourself to my audience who you are and what it is you do and then we're going to rock and roll
2: hey max so happy to be here but my name is Kat Moreno. I'm a seven figure sales consultant that helps business kind of level up what they're doing, increase sales by providing proven strategies, insights and methods to increase everything that they're doing, help them scale regardless of industry, that's me.
1: I love it, I love it, right? So here's what I wanna do Kat, right? Let's tell the audience, right? Cause no one just gets into sales and then all of a sudden they're a seven figure earner, right? So let's okay. <laughs> I like to talk to the audience and have you tell them like some of the challenges you faced like both personally and professionally to get where you where you are today right and and being a consultant in sales and all that good stuff um cuz I want to I want my audience to, to see that when you put your mind to something right or whatever your passion your purpose whatever we call it right that mm-hmm. it's only up from there right you might hit some obstacles but Share with them like some of the challenges you've gone through, Kat.
2: Man, I, I, I truly appreciate the platform because I've actually never got personal. Everybody, you know, I've, I've been doing sales for 15 years and everybody, when they see me, they're like, oh, you're so polished. You know, you, you have your stuff together and you're, you're so professional. And I was like, man, if you only knew, you know, and I, <laughs> I've done really well kind of, you know, guarding that previous kind of life. But, you know, coming through a journey of growth. Um, It's so important to understand where you come from and kind of how to keep moving forward. But, man, my background was a tough one. You know, uh, coming from Miami, it's a challenging place, man. You know, single parent household, everything you can think of, the worst possible things you can think of. I mean, addictions, physical, mental abuse, you know, not the right people, not no connections, not in the right place, wrong place, wrong time. That was me, you know. Um, you know, kind of no family, no nobody out there that was doing well for me to see an example. But it was just kind of something in me. I, I just knew I was different. I was like, hey, I see, you know, all these people selling drugs or you know doing certain things, and you know, I was like, man, I don't, I don't like that. And I started to seek out kind of examples of people that I admired and I thought, you know, were doing better than me. Um, but yeah, man. High school dropout. You know, very traditional kind of you know Cuban Romanian background, and I was pretty much raised you know with my mom's side to not you know they don't put their kids in school at all you know so it's a very kind of archaic background. Um, so my mom chose to do something different and kind of put me in school, but kind of like one foot in, one foot out, two different kind of lifestyles, and it's very kind of confusing. So I grew up with a lot of mixed messages and very bad examples and, you know, people that were just not, not the best people to be around. Um, and being in school and, and living in Miami, you see absolute luxury as well. You're driving around Miami Beach, right. you're driving around Coral Gables, and you see mansions and, you know, cars. And I was like, there has to be something else out there for me. And I think probably about like, 18 or 19, you know, I sought out different examples. Like, Tony Robbins and like Oprah and all these different people that I'm like, man, they kind of had a, a shitty kind of background as well, but they made something of themselves. They chose not to accept the cards that they were dealt and they chose to kind of play those in the right way. So, I mean, every experience that I had negatively, traumas and issues and, and and you know, poverty and everything, I told myself when I was like 19 years old, I was like, I will not. I will do everything in my power to not end up in jail, to not end up on the street, not end up like everybody I knew, and I'll be wealthy. I will take care of myself. I will provide a legacy. And I didn't even know what legacy meant, but I was just like, I want to be a good person i want to thrive right. and as soon as i made that decision max i feel like every single thing changed i started meeting you know great people i found my first mentor without even knowing what a mentor was um man so those challenges were were so many but in my head i was just like i gotta keep pushing like i will not fail there and, and you know i was asking my mom i'm like where did that come from and she's like man since you've been You know this big she's like you decided to run before you can crawl so you've just been (laughs) this like you know so yeah max i mean that in the beginning it was it was pretty rough but um meeting the right people and kind of keeping my head straight and you know going through processes and trainings and and just learning um i kind of fell into the sales role and i feel that that was the best thing that ever happened to me in my entire life Kind of
1: kept me in check so right. yeah let's well, see and and here's what my audience i want you to understand is like people make a choice right like and i'll give you a little bit of example of my story right so i grew up the same way single mother right but in middle class america really nothing bad right like i didn't live in the ghetto or but you know there was in high school of course the party and the drug scene came on right mm-hmm and and some people like yourself choose they either go into that right like okay this is what i know this is i'm just going to do the same thing or they say mm-hmm. that's not for me and do the total opposite right you know like mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. we can get into that nature versus nurture you know discussion right and but i yeah. know where there's examples where you know i have friends where you know one of the parents total alcoholic drug addict right and but the children grow up and go nope that's not what i'm gonna do i'm gonna totally do something different right because either mom right was very you know diligent about keeping them out of trouble the best she could and leaning by example or they just said that's not that's not for me right and luckily for yourself right early on you got those to see the good side right like people that actually are very successful right I really didn't have that except for sports right like i just i want to play football but unfortunately i'm on the short side right so that wasn't in my cards and um you know i believe everything happens for a reason and it happens on time right so when it ever happens to you so right like you and i meeting and, and doing this podcast right so i get to learn from you today like what that looks like so tell the audience right like you made this decision like i'm gonna be wealthy uh i'm gonna leave a legacy right like me back then either i probably would have not known what that meant either right like what's legacy uh which I said- which i want to do too right because now i just became a grand, my grandchild number 10 came a week before christmas right so
2: congratulations I- <laughs>
1: that's exciting <laughs> oh yes very exciting all girls this year right so three girls um <laughs> a handful Oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, But tell the audience, like, what I like them to understand is like, okay, they probably say, okay, she made a decision, like, but like, what were some of the steps you took to change that? Right? Because you could have easily got sucked into, right, the drug life or the addiction or, you know, let abuse hold you back or whatever the case may be. And so I like to show the audience through through your words and what you're telling us and what we're sharing here, like how that looked like so they can get an idea like, okay, I don't have to stay stuck. I can do, I can be a cat, you know what I mean? And, and be successful.
2: Um, You know, I know, I know it's pretty difficult, but like back then I've had to like reframe everything, being an adult and, you know, going into having mentorship and doing programs and, you know, all these different therapies and things just to kind of discover I've kind of figured out what I did. And it's shocking that I did it at such a young age without real guidance. So I've it down to a few different things. So number one, I felt that the pain of not changing over, like weighed uh, the pain of changing or the other way around, right? The pain of, of not changing just overweighed that change. So I was like, that was the first thing. I was like, "There's no other option. I can't do this." Once I saw that, I made the decision. Once I made that decision, I started to seek out the people that I wanted to emulate, and I'll never forget the day I was in Miami Beach. I had this job, bartender, right, and just trying to figure out what the hell am I doing with life? Trying to make money to survive, and like you know, living out of my car. And you know, I saw this woman walk in, and You know in miami you see you know beautiful women beautiful people money cars purses watches everything but this woman had a beautiful grace and elegance about her and she was so kind and polite and she was smiling and she just looked so beautiful and her rate she just radiated this energy and i spoke to her and she told me too she was like yeah i grew up in little havana you know immigrant parents she's like you know, I started, I wanted to become a lawyer. I started my own law firm and I was like, wow, if somebody can do that. And, you know, I saw myself in her kind of, so I saw that. And I was like, if she can do it, I can do it too. And those three things. So just realizing that not changing was worse than, you know, what changing was so much better than not changing, making the decision and seeking out someone who I didn't know personally but seeing that it was possible because there was nobody in my sphere who had any money who had a, a a stable job who had a nice car who had a good family who knew how to communicate five basic principles of like life right um so yeah those three things i i you know formulated now are the three things that kept me going and You know, after that, it was literally like Max. Every door was open. Like, I would get you know one job, and I'd be introduced to somebody else. And from that, I would learn a new skill. You know, because I didn't go to school. I was like, you know, right. But (laughs) I, I was just always good at like communicating with people and like being like the life of of the conversation. And I guess people just saw me and they were like, man. You got something and they would want to help me. So being around the right people was so important. So, so, so important. So for your listeners out there, you know, it's a choice, you know, and I understand there are so many bad things that happen to people. And I firmly believe my opinion is that you can choose to have the strength to take all those experiences and utilize it. Like, what was the lesson? How can I be better? What did I learn? You know, how can I be better? Whatever it is, the shortcomings, everything. Or you can roll over and be like, I give up. You know, this yeah. world got me. You know, right. I, I'm going to you know, take those drugs. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to associate with the wrong people because what difference is it going to do anything? Whatever you decide, Max, I've realized whether you're whether you believe it or you don't, you're right. Right. It, it's right. all kind of the belief system that you have. So that's pretty much, you know, how the three steps that I took and I haven't looked back since.
1: Right. And I love that. Right. And so, you know, everybody has a choice, right? And mm-hmm. when you choose not to do anything, that is a choice. Right. 100%. Um, yeah. and, and I'm sure, you know, people who, right. Um, how do I say it? love playing the victim, right? Like poor oh, me, yes. all my situations mm-hmm. is poor, not my fault. It's all because yeah. of this or that. Right. Mm-hmm um and trust me i i did that long time ago for a while right in my active addiction and and but when i learned like you said to start surrounding myself right like say in my recovery right i've been sober 19 years now and
2: congratulations that's 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 huge max congrats
1: thank you and but you know there was a saying that says if you want what somebody has do what they do right so like for me it was the people that were staying sober right um people with long-term recoveries. So I was always told, watch what they do, see how they treat people. Right. Yes. Because, you know, I've been married to my wife now for almost six years. Um, and I was told like, okay, if you want to be married and all that stuff, right. Watch the guys with long-term, how they treat their wives and vice versa. Right. How do they treat their children? Right. Cause mm-hmm. that's going to give you an idea of, like how to behave, right? And attract those things in your life so you could be a better human being, right? Because you said it perfect. If I'm, you know, you probably hear that say, right? If I sit with, you know, and hang out with five millionaires, right? I will be the sixth if I start doing the thing. But if I, opposite, right? If I I start hanging out with five crooks or five thieves, I'm probably going to be the sixth, right? So- (laughs) i'm glad that you mentioned that because it's important who we surround ourselves with right like i want to be the best husband and the best grandfather i can be right so i'm not going to go hang out with guys that don't have families right and are out drinking at the bars all the time or whatever right exactly. i'm just, right i'm gonna seek out the people that you know have families that are good to their families and all that stuff so
2: that's such my, an interesting point, max because kind of like rewinding, you know, I feel because, I, you know, my community that I have of of women, you know, I see a lot of different people and the experiences that they've had, right? And some people would say, you know, I don't know how to get myself out of this situation. I don't know anybody who does this, right? And taking from a personal example, like, I never had the typical foundational skill set. I didn't know how to behave around people. I didn't understand Well, specifically, you know, I was taught as a woman being, you know, not being able to communicate around men or not being in the same room as men from that traditional kind of lifestyle. So I didn't have that programming. And for me, when I saw that there were other people out there living a good life, and I was like, there must be a system, there must be a way of being because people, you know, They treat their family with respect and love. People have great relationships. And I thought to myself, there has to be a blueprint, right? And following those people, like other people that I respected and admired, that's the way that it came. You know, it didn't just, hey, one day it's here. You're a great person. You have success. (laughs) It's like step by step by step to kind of get to that. So I hope, you know, your listeners kind of understand whatever place that they're in, whether down here or up here, that... You know, it's a choice, right? There is information out there for you to be the best person that you can be. And that's a choice, you know. Um, Let me tell you, Max. somebody said something to me when I was maybe 20 years old. And it changed my life forever. They said, you know, your life every day, your life is going to be seconds, days, weeks, months, and that's going to make up your life. Think of your life as like a sponge, right? Like you can choose to not do everything, not do something today, right? Right. Or you have the ability to wring the sponge of life and just make the most of every moment, which obviously is not practical, right? People have bad days and good days. But if you have that kind of thought process of like, how can I make the most of today? How can I be the best person? How can I do more I feel like it's helped me. You know, I don't, I don't know about you. Like what, what keeps you going as well, Max, like the fam, the kids, like what is it for you?
1: Well, you know, like we're talking about, right. When I figured out, okay, well, my drug addiction was not leading me anywhere good. Right. And and as I stayed sober and started surrounding myself with people who were way ahead of where I was. Right. Like, so Right, It's like the personal development game. So I started going, okay, I want that. I want that. How do I do that? So what keeps me going is having that, you've probably heard it, that huge why, right? The, the why that gets me up in the morning that says, okay, I don't want to do this, but I have this why and I'm not going to figure out how the how is going to show up because I know it will but it drives me to go okay i'm going to be a better person today i'm going to be a better husband i'm going to be a better father i'm going to be a better grandfather a friend and just a better human being right so that's for me it started with getting sober and then figuring out okay and i'll hear. i'll tell you i'll give you an example of like my why right so my mom passed away uh six years ago on thanksgiving day right so right? I uh, I was the first one of her, her seven children to get a four-year degree, right? Um, but what made it, my why came to fruition when we were sitting one day, it was about two weeks before she passed, we were watching TV together, and she like put her hand on my leg, you know how mom's doing, they're just kind of being like, and she looked at me and I go, what's wrong, mom, you okay? And she goes, you know, thank you for your 13 years of sobriety. And I was like, I wanted to correct her. And I tell this to all of them every time I talk to a guest, it was 14 years. I had just turned 14 years sober. Um, and I go, well, yeah, of course, mom. I And she goes, God answered my prayers. And it was at that moment when I go, okay, I had to go through all that horrible stuff to be at that moment right there. And then I remember that. So now that's the things that keep me going, right? Like, like my grandchildren being at a part of their births and watching new births. You know what I mean? It's like so much better than it could have turned out, right? Because, you know, just to let you know a little bit about me, you know, when I was looking, when I was getting sober, excuse me, um, I was facing three years in prison, right? And I had this judge who was known for not giving second chances, right? And he gave me a third.
2: Wow. Max that is
1: a blessing let me tell you oh yeah but did I almost blow it absolutely I got sentenced to it like it was a treatment center slash well mostly sober living right and -hmm. I was supposed to do a year there and, and the judge says if you slip up just once right I'm gonna send you to prison I slipped up four times right but divine I always say it's always been for me right people can believe what they want but somebody stepped in at those times and said nope you're staying here, you're not going to prison, right? And you're gonna continue this. And that's what well, my last time I used was just one day, one use. But you know, I had that feeling of like, here I go again, I'm gonna go to prison, you know, or I'm gonna die on the streets doing this. And um, I've shared this before, uh, what happened, Kat is the director of the facility of the program came and showed up at the facility who never showed up on a weekend, right? So this is a Sunday. Uh, the house manager already got new. He just saw it, you know, and he was like, Max, office now. And he took off to go to the office. Well, she shows up after him, knocks on my door. And, and, you know, I I open the door and her name was Sue. And I go, hey, Sue, what's up? And she goes, hey, man. She didn't know. She's like, hey, how are you doing? And I just, before I could lie or make, I said, I did it again. And she goes, pack your bag, get in your car, leave for three days, come back, test clean, and we'll start over. And I've been wow. sober ever since. But I remember her giving me this big hug and just saying, I'll handle Steve, right? And so I don't know if that answered your question, but that's the things I think about that keep me going, right? Like all these chances, like before I might have taken for taken for granted and gone off. Oh, right mm-hmm. but my mom you know saying thank you for 13 years of sobriety way back then when i got a a fourth chance you know and um and just things that have happened along my journey right and 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 getting me people like yourself to meet people like yourself who right are successful and have gone through some similar stuff right maybe the you know not the drug but the challenges right like you could have went that way um and yeah. Just hanging around people like yourself that said, "Okay, if this is what you want to do, make sure that your goal or your why is so big that it just wakes you up in the morning and it that keeps you going right? So if that makes any sense that's that's what happened for me, and it continues to happen for me all the time now.
2: It makes sense. I mean, you know, I feel like you know I, I heard your podcast and you know the information that you're putting out there that was your purpose, you know and and all those moments in time kind of kind of shaped you to kind of see where you are today. And I think that perspective also keeps me going, right? Right. Instead of looking right. at, I'm sure you probably relate, you know, instead of seeing those moments, like, how could that happen to me? How, you know, how could I be in those moments, you know, like horrific things. And you're like, well, that prepared me for where I, where I am today. And what really struck me, Max, is when you were talking about that woman at the facility, I feel like when you make a decision and sometimes you're down and you're like, man, and and you were saying like the moment that you use, there's grace. When you make a decision, I firmly believe in your heart, if you're good and you do want to change and people make mistakes, an angel will show up right in in that force to, to kind of help you and open a door for you and be like, Hey, instead of like the rest of the world you know chewing you up and spitting you out someone saw you for who you were saw your heart and soul and said you deserve a second chance you know but i feel like that comes from making a decision you know because if you're like hey i'm gonna you know in my case like hey i'm gonna be on the streets you know i'm gonna you know run around with these people and you know there they were times you know I almost got arrested several times for hanging out with the wrong people but um. the cop was like, you don't belong here, I see you. And I'm like, you don't know me, you, you don't, why would this person be so kind to you? But I feel it's because when you make that decision, like things start opening, people start gravitating towards you. And that's what keep pushes me, it keep, keeps pushing me because I'm like, one day I will be that person for somebody else. I can hope to right. kind of provide that to them. So, you know, it's hard to kind of pinpoint the one thing, but I think a mixture of all these things Kind of keeps me pushing and it sounds like for you as well you have all these different sources but it sounds like just the recognition right it's just saying there's so much to be grateful for there's so much i can be that's what kind of pushes me to kind of keep going
1: right absolutely i live with you know every day i wake up with an attitude of gratitude i do a gratitude journal right, right. where i uh, i write down three things i'm grateful for when i wake up and then before i lay my head on the pillow right i do another three Three different things I'm grateful for, and I, and I even do that on my Facebook. Every morning I post the gratitude list, what I'm grateful for. Right,
2: I like that. That's good. I like that idea.
1: Yeah, and it, you know, it's helped me through some very difficult times. Um, right, and neuroscience is even proving that you know, if you do where you're putting positive things in your brain, it'll actually build new neural pathways in your brain, so you can mm-hmm. start seeing the world through more positive eyes. Right, and people and yourself right because we know if we're like down on ourselves, like i'm like with you i had it's funny where there's certain things that have happened and you're like like you said like you don't know me right like i deserve to be here but you know obviously the universe the whatever you want to call it for me it's god right had different plans and said, no, I need to keep you around because I got some plans for you. Um mm-hmm. Right. And, and just like yourself, it was like, I made it, I keep making those decisions. You know who Ed Milet is, right?
2: Of course. Yeah.
1: Right. So like his new book, right. Just or one more or whatever it's called. Remember, it's the same thing. I just keep making one more right decision every day, right. To, to move me forward and knowing that at least God left me with some brains, even after all those years of addiction, right? That uh, I can make one more decision, right? That's gonna help my family, that's gonna help my friends or you know the people I talk to like yourself, right? And and get this message out because my whole purpose is to help people find their fearless happiness, right? In this world, right? Especially with the craziness that's going on, right? Ever since COVID came out and all that stuff, right? Um, and I'm not a big politics person, but I know that it messed up a lot of people because uh, I work, you know, I worked, at, I work in the addiction field and like overdoses went up. Right. People yeah. coming to treatment went up. Right. Because you yeah. cut everybody off. That's what's going to happen. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And yeah. I've learned that the opposite of addiction is connection. Right. If I'm not making connections with people, I'm wow. bound to go backwards and and do the things I don't want to do. Right. Because, um, but you know it's interesting that you said that so i i love it cat right cuz it seems like we have our 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 guardian angels out there right and we don't realize it till sometimes later right you had the mm-hmm. officer um i had this judge even though i thought i was going right he said well i'll give you another chance right and then the people in in the program i went to right four times are like stop now like we're giving you all these chances right so it takes, for you it
2: takes a little bit to realize, you know, sometimes sometimes you get a you need a knock in the head to be like, hey, you know, I I'm I'm was just gonna you.
1: say that, right, Kat. Like sometimes we need that like slap upside the head from something or somebody to go, hey, you have it good here. Keep on the path that you're on. Don't you know, don't sway. So what's kept you, you know, like when you found your niche, right? And in, in, in sales and consulting. Mm-hmm Um, because I see all the awards back there behind you, Uh, (laughs) right? And, you know, not everybody is great at sales, but everybody can be great at sales, right? It just takes a lot of work, whatever you choose to do, right? So when you knew that was like your passion, like this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to help the world. Like, how did that look like for you? Like, when did you get that aha moment? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be sales.
2: It was a journey. So I kind of grew up, you know, um, again, high school dropout, no formal education until I decided, and you know, got a grant to be able to go to school. But even after I finished school, I didn't learn anything, right? Like I got a marketing degree, marketing and advertising changes every single day. So I had to be like, I need a skill set that I can can grow. And I started getting all these dead end jobs and you know, making 40 grand a year. And it's like, you should be grateful, you know? And I was like, man, there's more out there. And, you know, when I was a kid, not having this education before kind of going to college, I would um, sell at school, you know, I would see kids with like snacks and like from the machines and I would buy a bunch at the store, um, kind of borrow money from my grandma, 10 bucks and like buy things and sell them to kids, you know, having that idea at such a young age. So I always sold different things, you know, and I knew how to communicate with people. I'm like, you need something. I can find it. Let me go find it for you and make a profit. So without realizing, I kind of did that. I ended up, you know, selling perfume door to door for this, like MLM back in the day. And I killed it. Right. (laughs) This, I mean, we're talking before the internet, all that stuff, (laughs) Um, you know, and I just kind of grinded and kept going. And I just knew, let me talk to people. Let me see what they want. Let me see how I can help them. Fast forward a bit. After all these kind of dead-end jobs, I landed a dream job. I was like, man, I want to travel the world. I got to get out of here. I, I landed a job in you know selling artwork to people on cruise ships. And you're like, oh, wow. the normal person would be like, who would do that? Why would you? But it ended up changing my entire life my my entire life i had structure for the first time in my life i had a schedule that i had to operate under we were doing um random drug and alcohol tests every week um so it definitely kept me in check you know we had inspections so it kept it, it gave me guardrails that i never had before and never All appreciated right. so that kept me on the right path so when i was at this job they were like hey just go you do 2 weeks of training Here's the product, here's the prices, go ahead and sell. So I learned from a lot of people. I was really lucky to have my first assignment with someone I will never forget. This is my first mentor. And he was a weird dude, like very eccentric, spoke 10 different languages. Oh wow. Spoke so calmly, right? And was an incredible leader that made you want to do well for you and him, not out of fear, not out of anything else, but. Giving empowering you to be the best, and he taught me everything I know: how to communicate with people, how to sell a sales process, how to overcome objections, how to stick in the sale. And because of that person, you know, I ended up crushing everything, like everybody, all the competition, ascending the ranks very quickly. And you know, I eventually, within probably the first four months, end up being like a six-figure um, earner like within the first few months. And I got to travel the world. I got to experience and meet thousands of people from around the world. And it really expanded um, my mindset. So, you know, after that moment, I started looking for other resources too. I was like, hey, let me emulate the people that I want to be like. So Augmandino, you know, Brian Tracy, the throwbacks. Um, kind of reading and trying to understand business. And then also Tony Robbins from like a psychological perspective, how to communicate better, how to, you know, read people's patterns and body languages. So I had like a very raw version of what sales was. And then when I started taking it seriously after seeing the money, I was like, this literally changed my life from somebody not being able to hold a stable job or to have more than a thousand bucks in my bank account to earning six figures in a matter of four months, it, it was right. it was shocking, and from that moment, I was like, "Never again! I will never, I will never go into any other career besides sales. <laughs> sales can change people's lives. There is, you know, it's it's your potential, and there's no ceiling above you. So I would recommend it to anyone. Um, and yeah, it's tough, you know, but I think the number one thing, Max, that I've learned, <laughs> the number one thing. <laughs> is if you are yourself and you are a person and you're talking to somebody not trying to you know confuse them or nlp them or lie That's to somebody right. if, if you know your product works you know this can help somebody you understand their problems and can help them sales is very easy but right. i think until because i've trained thousands of teams and people until people realize that it's going to be very difficult for them to to be successful at selling you know but that's what helped me you know and, and it's it's been great
1: yeah and see i i agree with you cuz that's what i've heard from some of my mentors and stuff it's what i was told it's not you're not selling mm-hmm. you're helping solve a problem and when you can come from that angle right like you're helping someone and solve a problem for them then the sales right become easier right cuz you're doing what you love right so like my private practice right because I always, I don't know if it's just in my field or right, like in addition, it's the the financial part was always somebody else's job, right? Like mm-hmm. they bring them into treatment, and then you become their counselor, right? So I've never had to worry about that, right? And we're always told like counselors don't talk about finances. So when I started branching off and and doing my own practice and and going after the individuals that I want to go after, right, I had to kind of keep telling myself it's I'm not trying to make a sale. I'm trying to help them solve a problem, right? Which Mm -hmm. is still difficult for me because I've never been in sales, right? And Mm -hmm. I'm learning, but I love what you said, right? It's when you find that thing that clicks for you, it becomes easier, right? Because you'll seek out the people that you need to seek out, but they'll also attract to you, right? Like this gentleman, right? Because if you thought about it, like, would that be someone you sought out way earlier? You probably would have been like, no, this guy's a little strange. I don't know, (laughs) right? But but that saying, right, in the seeking, you shall find, right? So whatever the case may be, right? Whether it's sobriety in my case, or, you know, becoming a great salesperson in your case. And and for us together, right, to become human being, better human beings, we got to always seek to be better, right? And Mm -hmm. Right. So it, it does make sense to me what you're saying. Right. And um, how that happens is what you've said this whole time we've been together. Right. Making that mm-hmm. choice to yep. right give yourself that per- yourself permission to do whatever you- and be the best at whatever you want to do. Right.
2: A hundred percent. I mean, let me-, let me show you something. I found this when I was 17 years old and i don't know if you could read it it's pretty beat up right (laughs) it's a ralph waldo emerson quote i found it somewhere 15 16 years ago and it says make the most of yourself for that's all there is of you right like if you if you're okay with being where you are then don't change but if you're If you know there's more, if you know you can be better, if you know you can make more money, if you know you can live in a bigger place, if you know you can have better friends, uh, a warm, loving relationship and family and children, go after it. Find that person the information to get better, you know? And, you know, or find the people. Like, thank goodness I I found that mentor as well. But I think people kind of get stuck, you know? And and it hurts, right? Because like people... You're in your
1: own way, right? right. And we don't like to admit it, <laughs> right? Exactly. Right? Don't like to admit it. Well, but you I, said it right. You make the choice to go after whatever you want in life, right? Whether it's you know? being the best stay-at-home mom that you could be, or best stay-at-home dad, whatever you know. But Absolutely. we both know that you know, and that's what I want my audience to know is right. Don't let the challenges stay in your way, and make that choice, make that decision to go. Okay, I'm going to seek out what I got to do to become better right? Exactly. It, it's like mm-hmm. your health, right? You can't sit on a couch and watch TV all day and expect to be healthy, right? And eat oh. junk food, right? So you got to right. take, right? So in sales, you got to find, like you said, I heard you say, you know, finding the, the best processes, right? To to sell mm-hmm. and, you know, knowing your product or whatever the case may be. and mm-hmm. And then just putting it all together and not quitting on yourself. Because this is what I want people to understand. Like the guests I have uh, had on my podcast, like yourself, they may have gone through some tough times, but they have never quit on themselves. And then once they even got successful, they push themselves even harder to be more successful, right? So that they can help people in turn, right? Because in the long run, when you can help others, I mean, that's when I believe your success takes off however that looks like for you. But I know when I've helped other people try to achieve sobriety, good things started happening for me, right? I wasn't stuck in that same old mindset. And right. And then I get to be here with Kat today. So see, I'm telling you, the success stuff works everybody. So just make that decision to not quit on yourself and to be the best you can be. Um, (laughs) Awesome, Kat. So I like to ask my, my guests some questions, right? Personal questions. Um, so I, I wrote a book and my podcast is named after, the, after my book, The Fearless Happiness. Uh, it's called Fearless Happiness, My Addiction, My Battles, My Recovery, right? Mm-hmm. So what I like to ask my guests, first question is, what does fearless look like for you, Kat? And how does that show up on a daily basis?
2: Great question. So fearless, everybody has fears, right? We're human beings. But I believe it, fearlessness comes from knowing yourself, having your standards and knowing that you're comfortable in your own skin and you have the ability to to say yes and no to what you choose that fits your standards. I believe that's fearlessness because I feel a lot of fear stems from a lack of confidence or lack of lack in general, scarcity kind of mindset. So fearlessness, believing in yourself, knowing, knowing yourself and understanding what you will and will, will and will not accept It kind of prepares you to kind of go into the battlefield of the world, right?
1: Absolutely. Right. Because we understand uh, we're not going to be totally fearless, right? Because there's always going to be something there. But it's like you said, facing those fears and and doing the work anyway and challenging yourself to be that person you want to be, right? Awesome. I love it, Kat. So the second question, as you can see, I put a why in there, right, for happiness. And there's a reason but what does happiness mean to you knowing I put the why in there and how does that show up in your life on a daily basis?
2: So happiness to me, I've been on a, on a journey lately. Someone asked me a really thought-provoking question and messed me up completely for two weeks, but sources started coming to me and it was identifying who are you and what makes you happy, right? So this is such a great question, but happiness for me is knowing that I made the most of myself and my time on this planet helping other people, right? Because now my definition of happiness and success is helping other people. If I can help one person you know, stay another day on this earth, make more money, see a a life that they never thought was possible, I think my purpose is, is done. But happiness for me, the big thing that I'm striving for and that shows up every day in my life is I want to... Be successful monetarily to help my family and the people closest to me be able to enjoy life the way that I do, traveling experiences, and not kind of be stuck and thinking, oh, I'm on this hamster wheel. So it shows up for me every day in little ways, like, you know, buying my mom a car, you know, like that <laughs> took a load off her shoulders, you know, and I was able to do that. Right. So that's what happiness is for me and how it shows up every day.
1: I love it. I love it. This has been an amazing, amazing episode so far, but you're not off the hook yet, right? So if people want to work with you, Kat, and learn from you or consult, whatever, how can they get a hold of you?
2: So right now, um, about six months ago, I started my own business, which is scary, so, so scary. Um, Yeah, it's scary, right? But having that belief and confidence in yourself, I did it. I did it. And I started a consulting agency. So we primarily work with a lot of female based businesses, but I also work with so many different businesses and agencies. So the way to get in contact with me is through the website, uh, collabsolutions.com, collab with a K, solutions.com. I love um, you it. can email me anytime, cat at collabsolutions.com or Instagram as well um i also work i have a small community of women that i mentor as well now i'm kind of paying it forward um so we have our community we meet each and every single week and we talk because like you were saying you know you got to be connected when you have that community you have that connection it keeps you away from other things maybe like momentarily but you know it does so those three ways you can get a hold of me
1: i love it absolutely that's did you hear that everybody See, you got to pay it forward, no matter what you do in life. Um, Because when you start, here's my belief, Kat, right? And I think you believe the same way. Once I become successful or whatever that looks Mm -hmm. like to me, right? If I think I'm successful, there's something inside of me that says, okay, I got to pay it forward and I got to help the next person or it's going to stop, right? I can't keep it to myself. Um, it's like with recovery, right? The the saying, like one alcoholic helping another, one addict helping another, that's how we stay clean and sober, right? Yep. If somebody would have said like, okay, you're sober now, Max, bye. Me and you <laughs> might not be having this conversation, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, it goes with anything, right? It's just, as long as I always, I don't know if you know who this guy is, right? He was really big in the fitness world. And I always love mentioning this on my podcast or to the clients I work mm-hmm. with. His name was Sam Bakhtiar, I want to believe, right? He was a really big fitness guy in LA, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the kind of guy that would pull a dude off the street. So you're going to sleep on my couch and I'm going to show you how to be a gym owner and make money, right? Like, wow. and help the guy. Like he was really known for being very, Right. But he was very successful, multimillionaire in the fitness industry. And he had this saying or this thing he taught. It was like, try to be one percent better than you were yesterday and keep doing that every day. So if you start in the beginning of the year, right, especially if you want to build self-confidence, right, and all you math wizards out there, stop right now. Just go with the flow. Start in the beginning of the year. Right. And you go through the year trying to be one percent better every day. At the end of the year, you can look back and go, "Wow, I'm 365 percent better than the year before." And what a mm-hmm. what a um, self esteem boost, right? If you really work on right, and one percent, we you know, cat is is doable for any of us, right?
2: Yeah,
1: right. So I love it. You it know, makes and- a
2: difference. It really does, you know. But because people also sometimes they get in that stage of like, oh, you know. How am I going to do all of this at once? But that concept actually saved me a lot, that 1% thing. How can I get 1% better at my health? How can I get 1% of my communication or whatever it is? But you just got to start and make that decision.
1: It's like anything in life, right? The the journey of a thousand miles starts with that first (laughs) First step, step, right? So I don't care what you're doing, right? You got to take that first step, no matter what. I love it, Kat. Thank you. But now before I let you go, right, it's been a wonderful, wonderful episode. I always like to ask my guests this last question, and this is what I ask. It is, what is one piece of advice that you could give my audience that will help them grow as a human being and become a better human being?
2: The one piece of advice that I would say is constantly grow, constantly. So. What I do every, every quarter is, this book helped me, right? John Maxwell's 15 Laws of Growth. And when people kind of go through different stages of their life, you know, teenagers, adolescents, you know, young adult, adult, like you change and you grow, like right. take the time to sit with yourself and say, what did I learn from these experiences? How did it make me feel? How did I communicate in that moment? How can I be better? You know, so constantly kind of self-analyze and continue to grow. Because if you don't grow, you stagnate, you stagnate, you die. And no matter what, just take a look inside. All the answers are there. You know, it's sometimes people are always looking for like an outside source. And how can I do this to get better? How can I pop this pill to feel this or whatever? Right. Right. But it's all in here. It's all in here. You have the data from the past in order to move forward with new data from sources that you want to be like so do an evaluation i do it every quarter i take a look at everything from relationships to money to where i am in my career my spiritual connectivity how many people mm-hmm. that i helped you know how many books that i read how much knowledge that i gain. so always take that look it's helped me i hope it'll help you as well um, I always recommend it to my community and and the ladies love it as well. It says they say that it helps them. Um, because we are we're growing every day. And if you don't maximize the understanding and using it as like a lesson, it kind of passes you by. So why not hold on to it? It's you, right? Why not? <laughs> why not?
1: I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Did you hear that audience? Always grow, right? Push yourself. Oh. It's kind of like what David Goggins says, right? Learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable because that's when the growth happens, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. we all know, I mean, I've been there. I'm sure you've been there. There's times we've been stagnant and it's like, well, this is not fun anymore. You know, it's like so then we yeah. got to constantly push ourselves. So thank you for that, Kat. Thank you for being such an amazing guest and taking the time out of your busy schedule being here with me today. If you hear that, everybody if she made you go, mm, made you think, if Kat made you smile, if she made you go, I'm going to change the way I do things, please leave a five-star review so everybody out there can find it. And you prompted something me that I have been forgetting to do. But thanks for doing that, Kat. And that is right. Remember, you have everything you need to be great today. It's inside of you. Just learn to tap into it. So until next time, thank you, everybody. And we will
0: see you later. You've been listening to Fearless Happiness. The numbers on addiction are absolutely stunning. Max lived in addiction for years and during that time made some terrible choices, losing his family, friends, and career. But he turned his life around. And now Max works as a substance abuse counselor helping people in their recovery. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun along the way we know we did we'll be back soon but in the meantime hit the website at maxnaste.com on facebook at nast. till next time keep the fight and we'll see you soon